Hello and welcome. It's your hostess with the mostest, Rose with Anchored and Wellness podcast. Um, this is my seventh one, and it's been a while since I've done one, but here I am trying to catch up, I guess. I did some vacationing in the great state of Michigan, in the Mitten, um, in Jackson to be exact. Small little town, a little over an hour outside of Detroit. It was great. It was nice. Um, The weather compared to Texas was amazing. I mean, talking about fall weather, like that's what it felt like, like traditional Texas fall weather. And for them, it was freaking hot, which was hilarious to me to begin with because, well, Texas, it's like 100 degrees. So it was like 20 degrees cooler. Oh, man, it was great. We went to the lake. Things are legal there, so we partake in some party favors <laughs> up in uh, Michigan. We drank uh, locally made cider from Meckley's Farms. It was amazing. It was a great time, and it's exactly what I needed. And honestly wish I could have just spent more time at the lake house just chilling there. It wasn't mine. It was my uh, best friend's, boyfriend's, uh, family's lake house. So either way, it was great. Um definitely was awesome um so yeah that that's been that um so i got actually wrote down some topics uh which is pretty amazing for me and i typically write down some topics but i've got a few more this time so um a few that i want to kind of talk about because some of them personally are are personal to me um and then some of them kind of just along the way of having conversations with my friends um and things that have come up in discussions and things um that I come across in talking with people um so one of them we're going to talk about imposter syndrome I'm sadly a person who suffers from that quite often um we're going to talk about um Oh, shit, I wrote it down. Uh, Those who actually show up for you. Um, And then my favorite saying, not here for a long time, just here for a good time. And then talking about self-love a little bit more um, and learning that. Um, Because I know there's some friends of mine and people I know and clients that I know that suffer with that quite a bit. Um, So let's talk about imposter syndrome imposter syndrome what is it well it's basically something that you're actually really fucking good at and you don't think you are (laughs) is basically what it boils down to it's basically something that you excel in or do well in but you still doubt yourself even with accolades and um, different endorsements and such you can feel like you're not good enough Um, and that's me to be honest when it comes to Um, my life coaching skills, especially like, I know I have a story. um, And I've always known I've had a story to tell. And I've always known that people can learn from it. And people and I can help people grow in themselves. um, And also with whatever they're struggling with. I've always known that like it's I mean, when I was young, I used to do retreats um, when I was still in the Catholic Church. And we'd go on these retreats, and, you know, I was stuck talking to women that were 20, 30, 40 years older than I. And they were putting it on me 
because I was part of the retreat group, putting on the whole retreat and all that stuff. They were putting it on me to bring something to the table that these women can learn. And it kind of put me in awe. Even now, thinking about it now, I'm just in awe. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did do that. And then a couple of times when I was still um, active in the non-denominational church, I held some church groups. Um, And again, I was put in charge, not in charge, but I was leading um, these ladies. And there was a small group of ladies, again, some 20, 30 years older than I. And it's because I had a story to tell. And I had to learn to stand in my power. And I think I've kind of gotten away from that or have gotten afraid of standing in my power and standing in my story and knowing my capabilities just because, well, society sucks, right? Let's just put it out there. You know, there's always going to be your critics. There's always going to be those who critique you, who say that you're not good enough, um, you can't do it. Um, So you're always afraid of that. I mean, I think probably thinking about it right now, a lot of it had to do with probably my parents and not trying to um, upset them or them become, you know, you know, all of a sudden they're upset or what's the word? I forgot the word. Um, Disappointed. You know, I don't want them to be disappointed in me. It's like the culture of you don't want to disappoint your parents, right? Well, fuck it. I'm almost 42, um, and I don't want to disappoint my parents. (laughs) When I left my corporate America job, um, I think that weekend my dad took it upon himself to call me and was mad and yelling at me because the fact that I didn't tell him I was leaving my job. Well... I was 40, 41 then. It was over a year ago, so 41. No, I was 40. Did I really need to tell my dad that I was leaving my job? I mean, did he pay my bills? Did he pay for my house? Uh, Did he help me raise my kids? No, not really. You know, but again, that disappointment set in of like, I didn't tell my parents. And I had to kind of tell them that this is what I'm doing. This is my plan. You know, so that imposter syndrome, you get you get people in your head talking. And it's, it's not even people. Okay, it is people, but it's certain people generally, right? Um, it's going to be your friends. It's going to be maybe your spouse, uh, maybe your partner, um, maybe even your kids. And if it's your kids, you can tell them to go fuck themselves. I'm just kidding. But, I mean, honestly... You know, your kids won't say shit to you. Your kids are your, probably your biggest supporter, your biggest blind supporter. You know, if you're doing well and doing good and you're happy, your kids are generally on board with it. But the others, not so much. And then putting yourself out there, right? So in my case, life coaching, um, nutritional coaching, podcasting, meal prepping, I have to put myself out there. Like I have to physically go out there and put content out there and I have to talk to people and I have to get clients. And that's scary because I know what I know in my head. I know how I can help in my head. My potential clients and future clients don't know my capabilities unless I let them know. 
So I guess this podcast kind of helps me with that, right? If anybody listens. But, like, these stories are things that I would bring to the table. Like, things that I talk about, the experiences I've had, um, the feeling down about myself. Um, those are things that are all natural. But some people don't find a way to get out of them. And that's the problem. And that's where I come in. Like, I want to help people believe that they are capable so when I post motivational, uplifting things, not only am I posting it for other people, but I'm posting it for myself too. Because if you want something to happen and if you want others to believe in you, you have to believe in yourself first. That you need to put yourself first priority. It's the most important thing. If you're raising kids, you got to make sure you're taking care of yourself first before you can take care of others. So, good analogy. When you're on the airplane, not that many people fly now, but when you're on the airplane and they go over the whole air supply thing and in case of a, a you know, a reduction of air, you got little things that fall down, you have to put the mask on yourself first as an adult and then your child, right? You have to calm yourself first, get your wits, and then you can help others, You can't pour from an empty cup. It's the truth. And I tell people that all the time, especially mothers, because we mothers want to put our children first all the time. And that's fine and dandy, and I get it. And that's an honorable thing. But you, if you yourself are suffering and you feel like you need attention, you need time, you need a break then you need to take care of that first before you can take care of your children or anybody else. Like, bottom line, that's the most important thing. And that's going to be making, you know, everybody's life better in your household for you and your kids and your partner. Like, you have to come first. So think about that. So anyways, back to imposter syndrome. So, you know, in that... That imposter syndrome can get the best of us, right? I mean, I've known plenty of people who felt that they weren't good enough to do something, and then they go out and do it, and they feel amazing, and they're successful, and they move on and do wonderful things. You know, and then some of us kind of go back and forth and teeter-totter with it, and that's the way I am. Like, I'll help out somebody, and I'll get them where they need to go, and I'm feeling great and capable, and then I have a dry spell where I don't have anybody that's a client, and I'm not helping, and it's hard for me to realize, okay, I need to get on the bandwagon again, and I need to get out there, and I need to promote myself, but that's where my humility and my humbleness comes, right, but I have to learn how to toot my own horn um, before anybody else will, right? I Again, I talked about it just a moment ago. I have to bring to the table what I am capable of doing before anybody else can believe in me helping them do the same for themselves. And that's kind of hard because I, I'm very, oddly enough, if you could believe it, I'm actually kind of more introverted about things, especially in my personal life. Um, I don't tell a lot of people a lot of things, Um, For a reason, like my circle is small and I've talked about that before and there's a reason why it's small. Not everybody needs to know my business, especially everybody on fucking social media. Um, You know, I keep my private life, my personal life, my relationships quiet now. 
um, just because that's between me and that other person. You know, whoever I choose to have in my life is who I choose. I don't give a damn what anybody else thinks. But, you know, you have to slowly get out there and put yourself out there if you're wanting to beat the imposter syndrome. Like, you can't allow it to overcome you, especially if you have the capabilities of doing it. So, yeah. I mean, it's the truth. And I, I'm, I'm listening to my own words, and I'm taking my own medicine, and I'm writing my own notes so I can move on and do with it. You know, like with the nutritional realm, um, I get bombarded day in, day out about nutritional questions, and I love helping people be successful in nutritional coaching. I love helping be people be successful in their daily lives. You know, like the other day, helped a friend of mine um, who was having some procrastination issues, and we I went over there just to hang out with her, and she was telling me that some things that she was procrastinating on. And I said, well, what about I just sit with you? Kind of forces her to get things done while I'm just there. Now, I'm not doing anything for her. I'm not talking to her, but kind of just kind of a support system so that she knows that she needs to get these things done. And it provided, and it made her feel like, okay, my friend is here. I don't want to take up too much of her time, but she wants me to get these things done, and I need to get these things done. So she got them done, and she thanked for me that. I mean, I just did doubling, basically, is what it's called. I just sat in the room with her while she got it completed and was able to get that task done. So she was happy. It was a pretty important task, so... You know, she had to get it done. I mean, that's what really what it is, is believing in yourself first before you can have anybody else believe in you. And I believe in myself. I know what I'm capable of. I think my my fear comes of putting myself out there and showing people, being that vulnerable person in order to get out there and stand in my power and tell my story so that I can help others who have gone through the same thing. And I've kind of done that over this these past couple of podcasts, I feel. Maybe I need to do more of it. Maybe that'll help me be more, you know, I can level with somebody else. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens, you know. So, yeah, that's one of those things that I'm working on for myself. I'm not perfect. I'm human, right? We're all human. Nobody is perfect. Oh, well. Um, Another thing, you know, I wanted to touch on, and I kind of touched on, like, I meant to talk about it when I talked about Amsterdam, but I forgot. I got mistracked. I got interrupted in the middle of my podcast, and then I had to stop and start my podcast the next day, so I completely forgot. But I was talking about, like, how I was handling this quarantine and how I handled depression. And for me personally, it's actually about those who show up for me time and time again. Um, it's those who contact me and text me and see how I'm doing and um, see how I'm feeling. You know, recently, sadly, um, I had to walk um, my doggy, Mr. Rocky. Mr. Rockstar over the Rainbow Bridge, and that was had to been fuck one of the hardest things for me to do. I mean, it tore me up. Um, he was a good dog. I didn't have him very long, almost a little over, 
almost two years. Um, but he was the best dog ever. He was so loving and he was so patient. He was so kind with the kitties. Um, he was just an awesome dog and I loved him to death and I loved him to pieces. And I've posted pictures of him recently, um, on my Instagram page. And even, I don't think I posted on the Facebook page, but I will. Of how much of an awesome dog he was. Like, he truly was amazing. And I had to, you know, I had to, unfortunately, his hips were not doing well. And I had to walk him over the Rainbow Bridge. That's the best way for me to say it. Any other way just just doesn't sound as right. I don't like it. Um, But I had several friends uh, that reached out to me and... You know, asked how I was doing. My friend who I take a walk with um, twice a week, you know, I talked with her about it before I even did it because she'd had experience with it, you know. And it was great knowing that all these people, you know, small handful of people showed up for me and wanted to see how I was doing and how I was seeing, how I was processing. Because it's, you go through grief. You know, this is, this is an, just like a human you have to go through the process and it sucks but I'm glad for my friends that showed up for me the ones that were there the ones that cared and showed that they cared I mean those are the important ones you know and I I think I've talked about this before I have some really close friends locally here that I hardly hear from them um, and I know they're busy with their lives and stuff, but it's 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 strange to me. Um, it's really strange to not hear from them as often or as much. But then I have friends that are thousands of miles away, and I hear from them daily, multiple times a day, texting throughout the day, you know. And, and it's different. I mean, of course, you know, like we talked about your your shift of friends, your shift of priorities. All those things occur, but it doesn't make it any less. It doesn't make it any less painful when you don't hear from those people or they don't they don't come out and ask you, you know, how you're doing, how are things going, stuff like that. But it is what it is, right? I'm not here for a long time. I'm just here for a good time. Um, so, you know, don't be that person that like doesn't reach out to people just because they don't reach out to you first right be try to be also willing to reach out to people like don't be that person that says well they didn't message me first and blah 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 now mind you i do that with my mother but my mother's another thing right my mother will always tell you she will never well she's be like i know you didn't call me you haven't called me and literally this woman doesn't do anything. She's retired. Um, she loves her shows. She sits on her chair in her room, and she watches them. And she's like, you never call me. Well, one, I know she's not busy, so she can call me. And anytime I do call her, it turns into some sort of guilt trip or somehow I fucked up somewhere along the way. And I'm, I'm not about that life. That's just not me. Um, but that's, again, that's that's my mother. Well, stepmother, but... My mother, nonetheless. So, it is what it is, right? So, look, when you're going through shit, 
always look out who shows up for you. And I find the strangest things. Like, recently, um, I'd been noticing a friend. And I don't know if she's been posting more or what. But it seems like we've connected more on social media lately. And I like it. Not that I didn't like it before or whatever, but I like it. So then I almost feel like I want to make more of a connection with her because I feel like we're both going out of the way to comment or make an effort to message each other or those types of things. So I feel like it's a relationship that's probably going to evolve into something like more of a tighter knit friendship. Um, And I'm kind of excited about that. You know, again, the ebb and flow of relationships, you know, whether it be uh, intimate relationships or friendships, they change. They change over time Um, and they change as we grow. And in growth, you know, you're going to lose people and you'll gain people. And maybe that's what's happening. Who knows in my life? But, you know, this isn't completely about me, but I mean, kind of is. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't know. Life is short. It really is. Um, and I be, I don't think people realize that. Like, there's a whole uh, YOLO, you only live once. Well, no, duh. And we're all slowly dying um, if we want to get really morbid, right? Um, so I always say I'm not here for a long time. I'm just here for a good time, especially when I'm at the gym. Um, we're talking about, you know, especially I'm doing weightlifting more often now. And I was like, I'm not here for a long time. I'm just here for a good time because most classes are anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. And it's the truth. Um, I'm there to have a good time and go on about my day. Like, that's my life. And that's how people need to view it. You're not here for a long time. You can't take advantage of what you think you have as far as time. I mean, look at the year 2020. Like, it's been a fucked up year. Like, all these plans that people thought they had or thought they could do, just fucking threw it out the window, right? So you have to make the best of what you got right in front of you. You got to be happy with what you have in front of you. You have to take life by the fucking horns and deal with it, like, with whatever you got and hang with it there. Like, there's no other things that you can do really you can't slow time down as much as you want to I mean I got a 19 year old almost 20 year old and I have a 23 year old you know I'm going to be 42 which is the total meaning meaning of life and I'm so excited about that and life didn't slow for me like I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like holy fuck like I'm almost going to be 42 And at this age of my parents, I thought they were old as fuck. But here I am, realization, it's really not that old. But I also want to preface, like, I really think my generation, Generation X, Gen Xers, um, Xennials, um, that our generation's a little bit different than most. Like, I feel like we held on to our youth, some of us, longer than most. Like, we knew that we needed to enjoy enjoy our lives. And I think we did, even as a kid. Like, we did the stupidest things growing up. I mean, they talk about it and joke about it all the time. Like, hey, those quarantiners, you want us to stay at home for a really long time and, you know, not do anything, not go anywhere? Hey, 
us Gen Xers, we got this. Like, we were the latchkey kids. Like, we stayed home often by ourselves. We fucking learned to cook that way. We watched TV. We learned to entertain ourselves. We would play cards. We learned to play games. We enjoy board games and doing all those things. Those are all things that we enjoy doing. Because as a kid, that's what we had to do to entertain ourselves. And if you had siblings, you were able to do those things with them, you know? You... Oh, my God, if you had siblings the same age, I can only imagine that household. My brother was seven years older than I, so it was a little bit different, and we were different sexes. Um, so grade-wise, very different. We didn't hang out as much during those learning and early years. But those that might have had closer siblings, oh, I can only imagine the havoc that you re- wreaked on your parents and the shit that you did, you know, like going out for the whole fucking day from your house, didn't have a cell phone, didn't have a pager, didn't have any way to contact your parents to let them know you were still alive. And the only time that you did is like, the streetlights are going on, you better be home. Or you better be on your way home. Or sometimes you would go and check in and be like, hey mom, I'm over at so-and-so's house. Hey mom, I'm over at so-and-so's house. But that's it. Like, that was life back then. Like, those are seriously the simpler times that I love. And I think that's why I probably love summer nights so much, or just the summer in general, because it reminds me of those times when things were simpler, and I used to go roller skate in my street. Um, I used to play tennis in my front yard. Um, Fuck. I I wouldn't ride a bike, because I'll be honest, I didn't learn how to ride a bike until I was in sixth grade. So speaking of, I was up in Michigan, and we rode bikes, and we went like a 20-mile long bike ride. No problem. I can bike ride. I can handle it. No problem. 20 miles was great. What I still don't know how to accurately do and laugh at you, laugh all you want, go right ahead. I can't stop. Okay, let me say, I can stop. I know how to brake, okay? I know how to pl- apply the brakes. I don't know how to properly dismount from the bike because my legs are so short and I have problems like dropping down, like stepping down with one foot because it's so fucking far for me. <laughs> like you don't even know. Because of course, um, my seat is up higher, right? Because my torso, it's just a mess. Anyways, so on this bike ride, we, we stopped. We made it to our halfway point, and we needed to turn around. No big deal. We stopped, kind of chilled out for a winter, and I was about to get off the bike and dismount from the bike, and bloop, I just fell the fuck over. It was the funniest thing, and I couldn't stop laughing for, like, five, ten minutes, and, like, my friend was being asked by somebody there, you know, where we could rent the bites and this, that, and the other, and she literally asked my friend, like, she's okay, and my friend's like, oh, yeah, she's fine, because it's the truth. I was perfectly fine. (laughs) I was just laughing my ass off, like... It's the funniest things, and, like, anytime when we come up to an area that we'd have to stop, my friends would be in front of us, and so they would, like, check the the uh, traffic going across because it was like a main road or something and they would check the traffic to make sure it was clear so that I could just keep riding instead of just trying to stop and then get going again because again stopping for me is like a fucking fiasco it really is and it's the funniest thing and it's funny and I'm glad at the same time that nobody got pictures of me falling but 
it was still the best ride ever. And I posted some pictures, I think, on one of my pages of it, of the ride. And if I didn't, um, I'll post some here soon so you can see the ride that I took. It was legitimately the most beautiful ride. And um, the great thing about it was it was in uh, Michigan. So it was all flat. Like here, the trails, the bike trails here have hills and they go up and they go down and they wind around like literally this path was pretty damn straight and it was like 11 miles one way and it was 11 miles back and it was like shaded in some spots like really really well there was some sun in some spots there was lakes on either side of you it was just amazing like San Antonio's trails are great and they're fun but there's a lot of like twisty up the hill twisty down the hill go up the hill a lot of unpaved paths are like not unpaved, uh, a lot of uncovered paths, so it's really hot. Um, we did this one, I think, in the afternoon, like around 11, 10, 11, maybe 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and it was so nice out. It was literally, I mean, I got sunburn, but it was still great. Like, the weather didn't kill me like it would do here. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Yeah, so, I mean, takeaways. Imposter syndrome. Believe in yourself before anybody else can believe in you. And to be honest, like if you're working in a certain field or you can do a certain thing and a certain skill and people to come to you for those skills and whatever that may be, then know that you have you know your shit. Like believe in yourself. You know, know what you can talk about. You have to do that self-talk where you tell yourself, hey, I'm capable of this. You know, the I am statements, right? We do those. Um, Know that we're not here for a long time, but we're here for a good time. So don't delay on anything. Like, if you want to go somewhere, fucking go. Like, right now, flying is super cheap. It's weird because airports are empty. Um, You got to wear a mask. No big deal. Um, But other than that, flying is perfectly fine, in my opinion. Um, And show up for those who show up for you. Um, you make an effort. Like, I know we're busy or, quote-unquote, busy, right? A lot of times we're just preoccupied with things. Um, But show up for them, too. You know, make yourself to where that you let those know who are important to you that they are important to you. You know, if not daily, every other day or every couple days. But check in with those people and let them know, you know, so, yeah, I don't know what else I got. Um, you know, my podcast is still starting out. Um, I talked recently on my podcast. Oh, one thing I did want to talk about, self-love, because I didn't have it in my notes here, but self-love, because this made me think about it. So, self-love. I have a friend slash pseudo-client Um and I love her to pieces. She's really cool. She's really strong. I met her in a comp um, probably over a year ago. And on and off, I've cooked for her um, locally for meal prepping. And on and off, she's messaged me about things. And, you know, when I post stuff about food and she'll ask, you know, what's this or what does she suggest for this? And I, I try to help her out. And recently she reached out about something and, like, something that she wanted as a quick fix. Like, society, our society, is all about quick fixes. 
you know, the whatever's going to satisfy and make me happy right then and there. I mean, whether it be you purchasing something, you going out and doing it, um, you getting the surgeries, whatever it is that's going to make you happy right then and there, but it's not in the long term going to help you or make you satisfied. That's where you need to start looking inward and trying to figure out what's going to make you happy. And I know that's hard sometimes because when you sit with yourself and you sincerely think about what's going to make you happy, it's kind of scary because sometimes then you realize what you're doing right then and there in your little life is not going to make you happy. It could be the people in your life that are not going to make you happy. You might realize your partner, your job don't make you happy any longer. You might realize that certain friends are not who they really, who you really thought they were. And you start evaluating things a little bit more. And that's scary because then you start to realize, shit, I got to own up to my crap, right? Like I got to own up to like what's going to make me happy. And then if you want to make a change, then you have to have those conversations of changing it. Like you don't necessarily, so like, Say it's a partner, you realize you're sitting down and you realize that your partner is no longer making you happy. And you're like, fuck. You know, how do you start that conversation? You got to start that honest conversation. And nobody said it was going to be easy. But you have to have that conversation. Because it's no fair to you or that other person. If you're unhappy, then you need to change it. You need to find a way to have that conversation with your partner, whoever you're with, or your employer, or with yourself, and you need to own up to it. You need to be accountable to your own shit and what you need to do to make you happy. Because it's not anybody else's business. It's not anybody else's priority in their life to make you happy. It all starts with being happy internally first. And then it exudes outward. Once you're happy internally, then you'll start doing things that make you happy externally. So it might be working out. It might be visiting friends. It might be doing a new hobby, whatever the case may be. And then you become happy. And then people will see it. But you can't do short-term things that can make you happy. It only fills the void temporarily. And then you need that endorphin kick again. And then you go out and do it again. And then it makes you happy. And then it's a vicious cycle, right? So the hard part is sitting there in your shit. I always say, be like a pig. Sit in the mud for a little bit. Wallow. Do what you need to do. And then fix it. You can't stay there all the time. It's not a happy place. So... Things you can do to make yourself happy find it. Do something daily that makes you happy. I would recommend just if you if you don't want to speak it in front of a mirror of something that you're happy about yourself, then write it down. You got to find that confidence in yourself. And a lot of times the insecurity gets the best of you and that's why you're not feeling confident and that's why you're not happy. Something along the way made you feel like you were not good enough. And you are. You are good enough. 
So let's do the I am statements. I think those are the best things. I really enjoy doing the I am statements, right? As you know. So I am worthy. I am capable. I am beautiful or I am handsome. I am courageous. I am amazing. I am worthy. I am beautiful. I am handsome. I am courageous. I am. I am all these things because it's what I say that I am. So remember that the next time you're doubting yourself. I am. Remember who you are. I am a warrior. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not below. Just remember those things. And slay the fucking day, right? And slay those fucking dragons. That's all I can say. Well, until next time, my friends. That's all I got. Um, Again, my name is Rose. I'm anchored in wellness on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, those things. And, you know, like subscribe, share, all those good things that we we tell you to do on podcast. Until then, my friends, love and light. Love and light.